Congress, the President, the Supreme Court. We think of government and politics through the lens of what is happening in Washington. But we are far more affected by our local officials, community volunteers, and everyday citizens than anything decided in D.C. This podcast brings these stories to you through conversations with the people shaping our lives in our communities. I'm Jack Clett. Born and raised in South Jersey, I know firsthand the strength of our neighborhoods. At 16, I volunteered for my congressman, where I learned that constituent service is a primary responsibility of any elected official. Constituent service is another name for good government. These are the good stories of government doing good in our towns, our boroughs, our municipalities, our counties, our regions, our state. I'm Jack Lett, and this is For the Public. We are back, South Jersey. It's my absolute pleasure to return for season two of For the Public. You've been so patient, and I'm grateful to have heard from many of you asking, what happened? Where did you go? When is the next episode? I'll be answering all of these questions in this episode, and as usual, we'll get to much, much more. For everything, there is a season, and I'm hopeful that season two of For the Public will bring many more good stories of our local communities and the people who use their time to make things just a bit better for all of us. That is certainly what this episode tries to achieve. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1, Local Government 101, County Surrogate Edition. Now before we chat with our special guest, I want to bring you into a conversation I had with my friend and podcast producer Nicole Hall. Now, you may remember Nick from the final episode of Season 1 back in January, entitled, This Is Us. Well, Nick and I pick up where we left off and explain why we had such a long break. Here is that conversation already in progress. So, listen, um, I wanted to just mention a couple things here, right? The first, right off the bat, uh, I'm glad that you are back with me because the last episode of season one, you joined me um, and we talked about quite a number of things. It was quite a period of time, if you recall, because that was recorded, um, gosh, I think maybe the, the, the end of the first week or second week in January. It was, and it's been a busy time for both of us since then. So what have you been up to, Jack? <laughs> well, you know, a funny thing happened on the way to the next episode, which uh, really, I mean, if you think about in terms of how long or what the interval was in between uh, episodes, we probably would have had another episode come out toward the end of January, beginning of February. Um, but if anyone has not listened to the last episode of season one, I encourage you to go back and listen because there was a lot going on. It was shortly after the, um, the insurrection uh, at the Capitol and uh, there was, it, it, nothing was settling, uh, sitting right uh, with, with me after that. I, I really felt um, from doing this podcast and talking with folks who are involved in the public space, I just really felt a need to, to actually get involved myself beyond just uh, what we do here on For the Public. So um, I decided to run for office and I ran for, uh, for county committee uh, out of uh, Collingswood, New Jersey, my, my lovely hometown. And I'm happy to say that uh, that election was won. Um, so, uh, so 
Yeah, well, it's been... and I, I am happy for the people of your county because you will be a wonderful, wonderful advocate for them. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. We just had our very first uh, organizing committee meeting and we have our first public meeting um, uh, coming up here in, a, in uh, next week. So um, I believe this episode will actually drop uh, and be released prior to that open public meeting. Uh, so we're, we're all very excited about it. There's 16 of us that serve on uh, as representatives of Collingswood County Committee, and there's, wow, about 400 total people on Camden County Committee. So think um, of all the exciting guests in our future here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The guest list, the guest list grows. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously, you know, it's a, it's a lot. Uh, to have a job, to do this podcast, uh, to teach, right? Because I was still, uh, and I, I am still uh, associate faculty um, for Jefferson. So it was uh, it was quite a bit uh, to have on a plate. Something had to give. And uh, so unfortunately, the podcast had to suspend. But we are back, and I'm happy to report that we already have uh, a couple episodes in the bank. So who are we starting with, Jack? Uh, so we'll be starting off with our Camden County surrogate, Michelle Gentak mayor who will talk about really what the role of surrogate is. Uh, not many people know what a surrogate does. <laughs> so, and that's just not, that's not just me saying that. I, the, the surrogate herself uh, did mention that. Uh, so, and talked about some of the education initiatives that she has to inform people about local government and county government and the importance of it in, in our lives, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. So, uh, so we'll be starting off there, but we have a lot in store for folks. And as a fun teaser for that one, she also talks about the joy of being a wedding officiant, which is a little something that you and I both know something about. I had the privilege of being the officiant for Jack's wedding and Jack also married my husband, Doug and I. That is correct. It was, it was great fun. Um, you know, there's something special about performing. Well, first of all, being asked to perform a wedding is an honor, right? Especially when it's folks that you care about, um, that you love, that are friends and family. And I've been really fortunate that the first wedding I ever performed was uh, for my dear friends, Marnie and Andrew. Um, and, and they asked me to do that. And I, I well, the surrogate and I get into that a little bit. Um, and then your wedding their wedding was in New Jersey. So New Jersey, I could just use the authority granted by the wonderful uh, online ordination folks. Um, Pennsylvania is a little bit different. You and, and your husband got married in, in Pennsylvania. So I relied on my ordination through Pennsylvania Interfaith Ministry, which is based over in, in York, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, But yeah, it's it was quite a coincidence. I was uh, surprised when she started talking about that. But you know this this is fascinating. See when we get together, Nick, it's uh, you know we're, we're like we're like fine. I was gonna say wine, but we're really like fine onions. You just keep, <laughs> you keep peeling away the layers. <laughs> we're we're always into something for sure. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What's been keeping you busy? Well, fortunately. 
I've had a bit of a quiet summer at work. So I've been doing a lot of research. Um, I've been working with a research partner out of Salt Lake City, and we're doing some comparative studies about population trends um, in Salt Lake, which is a growing city compared to Chicago, which has a declining population, and looking at a lot of the social, political, and environmental factors that feed into those cities and um, and doing some comparative studies and some data collection. So um, that's been keeping me busy this summer. Lots of exciting work, getting nice to be back out there in the community and, um, and engaging with uh, folks out in Chicago again. So um, also just came through New Jersey and got to see you um, and some family and, um, and spend some time in that community as well. So yeah, it's been a, been a nice summer of lots of work, but some play too. Well, that's great. I was super happy that we got to see you and spend some time with you and Doug and also uh, Mortimer, your your wonderful dog. and Who you know, loved you, your dogs. Right? I mean, I think that we could do a whole episode, maybe next episode, we could do uh, make it all about South Jersey canines and our ability to get them to work together and get along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me for the launch of season two. And again, for all the work that you do uh, for for the public, Uh, folks don't really know what it is behind the scenes, but uh, it's a lot. I'm excited (laughs) as always to be on this adventure with you. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get to it. Michelle Gentak Mayer is no stranger to public service. She was first elected to local office in 2009. She has served as Camden County surrogate since 2016, a role she holds to this day. The surrogate recently took some time to chat with me about her experience in public life, her motivations, and the one aspect of her role that she particularly loves. Hello, surrogate. Thank you so much for joining me for the public. Hello, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it is great to have you here because this is our Local Government 101 edition for Season 2. Congratulations, you've made the first episode of Season (laughs) 2. That's great. (laughs) So, uh, listen, I I have to tell you, you know, I'm a, a product of Audubon Public Schools. So I don't mean to disparage anyone in uh, the social studies department. I feel very well educated from that experience. (laughs) But I I will say that we did not spend a lot of time on the role of county surrogate. So I I was hoping we could just start off because you have a really um, a fairly extensive career in public service. And I want to unpack that a little bit. But I want to start top level here with giving folks an idea of exactly what the role of surrogate is and how specifically your work in this role benefits the people of Camden County. Okay, great. So you are correct that no one knows what a surrogate is until they need a surrogate. So, um, and and I um, really am trying to get out there to, which I can um, go into later, but um, I do a conversation of your life where I'm going out and actually saying what a surrogate does because there's a lot of preparation that you should do with legal documents prior to that. But um, so I'm going to give you a short little history lesson <laughs> for Please everybody. Do to know how surrogate evolved. So um, the origin is from English law. 
And um, the bishop had so much work and so many events that he had to attend that he decided to appoint a surrogate, which is uh, means substitute. And then the surrogate would go out and speak on his behalf. So uh, with that, it started with church officials and then it evolved into civil officials. And the surrogate in New Jersey um, came about because it is part of the New Jersey Constitution. So basically, I am a surrogate judge. I, I fall underneath the superior court judges. So I handle all probates um, of uh, wills. I do administrations, guardianships of minors and incapacitated adults. I work as clerk of the court for adoptions um, and for manage. And then I also do management and investments of minor funds. I also, which not all surrogates do, is I perform weddings, lots of weddings. Um, I do a program called Conversation of Your Life, which is where I go around and do this same explanation of what a surrogate is. And I also go a bit further. I go to schools. I have a poster contest that we do. And I go to schools and I talk about county government. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So the majority of what a surrogate does, though, is um, uh, probating wills and administrations. What level when you go to schools, what level are you are you what level of students are you talking with? Is this elementary, secondary? So the poster contest is for second graders. It's actually through the Constitutional Row Officers Association of New Jersey. That's a mouthful. <laughs> They um, so they um, host the event and they ask all the constitutional officers to go around and have the poster contest. And it has to be something that's unique in your county. Uh, I feel that you are correct when you say in schools they don't teach enough about local government. And I didn't want kids doing a poster on something that they didn't exactly even know what it meant. So I go around and we do a really cute presentation uh, and teach them what about freeholders, about their mayor, their council people. A lot of times the mayors come, which makes it fun. And I teach them about uh, surrogate as well. I love it. I mean, this is exactly what the mission of this podcast is, right? Spending less time focused on everything happening in national politics that can be, you know, let's face it, not really that great feeling very often. Um, so to be able to kind of focus on the local level and see all the good things that a lot of people are putting into just work in their neighborhoods and their communities. And you have a, a rich history of this. I mean, your, your background uh, in public service, you were involved in in parent teacher council. You were involved in e- even something like neighborhood watch. You had a hand in. Um, so I am I am curious what what is it about this particular role of surrogate that you just said to yourself, I have to run for this position because it is an elected position. You have to to run for this office. So what was it about surrogate that made you think this is a position I need to run for? So I can say that I didn't exactly go after 
politics and being a politician, it kind of found me. And my friends and I sat around one night and I they said, you have to do this because we need people like you in government. And I said to my friend, well, why is this my calling? Because I don't <laughs> understand why. And she said, you're going to find it. So I went on to council first and um, I, I love making decisions, uh, helping to make decisions for my town. And then um, when there was a freeholder opening, I said, well, you know, now I want to find out. I'm very I, I like to find out a lot of information and how things work. So I said, I want to find out how my county works. So I became freeholder. Um, then the surrogate opening came up. And so I went and found out what um, you need to be a surrogate. And um, somebody told me what you, uh, the biggest thing is that you had to have um, comfort and compassion and, um, and enjoy law. So I thought that this is it. This is what my calling is that I, um, I have the personality to comfort people. Um, when prior to COVID, I gave lots of hugs to people who are really I'm devastated sure. when they come in. So I feel like I am at where now I know why I was brought into uh, politics. It was for me to become mm -hmm. surrogate. And surrogate, to be clear, is a full-time position, right? Unlike say freeholder, right? You work for the, the people full time. Is that true? Yes. Um, so surrogate, it, actually, I would say that there are no specific um, hours. However, I'm going to tell you that, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I have to be here all the time. Um, so yes, it is. Um, your constitutional role officers are basically full-time jobs. Um, I have to be here to, I mean, we have a staff and you're, um, you have to manage your staff and, um, and I like to be here personally to sign all the documents. And, you know, you raise a really good point about your role and the need for compassion and to be in it for the right reasons, because you are dealing with people who are feeling a great deal of loss when they come to you, or you're dealing with a lot of family issues that ultimately end up with some of the adoption cases that I'm sure your, your, your office handles. Um, but you're also, I'm happy to hear, dealing with a lot of love. Uh, as people get married. <laughs> so what is it about performing weddings where you said, I'm going to be the person in Camden County who performs these weddings? So um, some, actually my first wedding, a friend of mine had said, well, you can perform weddings. Will you uh, perform ours? And I did. And I thought I really, I really enjoyed it. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to start booking some weddings as surrogate. Well, um, I don't know. I got this reputation that I am the <laughs> wedding whisperer, I guess, <laughs> because I have performed. I would have to have Suzanne actually pull my the count on how many, but I would say we have to be close to or more than about 300 weddings. Wow. Um, yes, it's it's a lot. And during COVID, I actually was doing Zoom weddings which uh, I thought was going to be terrible and not loving. And it wound up being so wonderful to see how families were coming together, mm -hmm. even though 
they were being safe, but they were being able to come together and, and have a beautiful celebration through Zoom. So it was it was really unique, but wonderful. I love to do the weddings because when I first started in this position, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be as far as emotional. Sure. Um, so there were times when I would go home and uh, be very upset and so I knew and my husband said, you know, you're going to have to somehow figure out how you can deal with because I bring in other people's grief to me. So sure. he said, you have to learn how to deal with this. So I learned that we have to balance it out. And the staff, it actually makes them happy as well to when we have weddings. So uh, so that's how we started that. And I love it. And it's been great. You know, I'm fortunate. Uh, a friend of mine in 2007 right? Yeah. I'm going back to 2007, asked me to perform their wedding. Um, so I, I did what a lot of folks do right in New Jersey. When a friend asks you, you hop online and you get ordained. <laughs> um, and uh, a couple there then asked me to perform their wedding. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm a friend of the bride and groom. And they said, we don't care. We want you to perform our wedding. So I too also performed quite a few weddings that's uh, awesome. Over over time, over the years, but nowhere near th- three hundred. So um, you'll get there. I, I will. I, I will. Maybe. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Um, I can. I can throw you some of mine. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm busy enough. Busy enough. Uh, but it is. It is a lot. I mean, look, it is a lot of fun. Not that this is becoming the wedding episode, but it, yeah. it is a lot of fun. I mean, people are really sharing of what is will go down in history and their own personal history as one of the greatest days of their lives. So, mm-hmm. um, so kudos to you. I'm glad, I'm glad you get to do that work because you're right. I'm sure it's necessary to balance out some of the other things that you are managing. I want to get back to your work um, in Gloucester Township. So you were um, a councilwoman there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious, is there, are there things about that job? I just spent a lot of time uh, here in Collingswood, we went through our own commissioner's race and I, I spent a lot of, a good amount of time volunteering and helping as much as I could with, with that campaign. Um, and I got to see firsthand just how much it means for commissioners, for, for mayors uh, to serve the people in their immediate neighborhood. So I'm curious, are there things about that service when you were councilwoman that you miss? So uh, that question kind of made me laugh when um, I was when you had uh, presented it, because I um, so my husband is the mayor, so (laughs) I have not gotten away from anything. This is is a family business. (laughs) This is we truly give uh, of ourselves and love Gloucester Township. And we so I'm. Uh, Although I don't get to make the decisions, I am always able to catch up on what's going on and have discussions with my husband about, you know, the town. So I feel like I'm lucky in that I don't, um, that I still, I'm still really much in it. We go to all the events. So, uh, so I don't feel like I'm actually missing too much there. And I know our council people are, the people on there are great. So I have confidence that they can, uh, that they are taking care of our town really well. You know, I think we're so fortunate in South Jersey. We have so many 
wonderful communities, wonderful towns, wonderful boroughs um, that really over the last 10, 20 years, I mean, not to say that, you know, our towns weren't always doing wonderful things, but as the, as there's been, as there has been this focus on kind of the main street renaissance in our communities, it's been great to see so many uh, neighborhood events and to see neighbors coming together um, to see so many folks, especially over this most recent time, moving from the cities into our our local communities here, right? Our, our little jewels of South Jersey, as, as I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm curious, have over the course of uh, COVID, I think, you know, I remember I, I was talking with uh, Mayor Malley here in, in Collingswood, and I said, you know, it seems to me that if there's any benefit that's come out of this, it's that neighbors have had an opportunity to get closer, right? When we, mm-hmm. when we couldn't see our friends and family, we turn to the family of our block, right? As I, re- as I refer to folks here on Linwood Ave and, and Collingswood. Um, do you think that, do you get a sense that there's something special, um, even though I'm sure it's not worth the cost of what we've been through? But is there something special that maybe has come out of all of this? So I do. What I think came out of COVID is that people appreciate more their relationships that they had with others because they were um, so used to just being able to go out and see them and be able to get together with your friends. Uh, you took it for granted. So I think nothing has is being taken for granted now, even for the fact of I think people are realizing how much their communities really do for them okay. because there had there was um, no camps. So um, there the um, daycares were closed because of things being closed. Uh, the community sa- saw that, wow, you know what? I do rely on what my township offers. Um, So I think that it made people appreciate maybe what, um, you know, they're sometimes they're not appreciative. They don't, you don't realize you just want and want and want from your community and um, you don't realize how much work goes into it. So I think that people actually sat back and said, wow, uh, I, now I know what I'm missing So now I can appreciate what you were giving me. And I think Dave finds that a lot. And remember during COVID, we had to, all the um, elected officials had to rework what we do because we still wanted to give you, um, we wanted to make it easy for you. So, which was very difficult. Indeed. I'm curious, Michelle, as you reflect on all of your years of service and I'm sure you have many, many years ahead of service to uh, to Camden County and 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 to the state. Uh, what comes to mind as those moments that you just really enjoyed, either accomplishments or moments with constituents? What is it that stands out as as just something really special? So my favorite things. Uh in the county are when we get to recognize some amazing people. Um, I would say like our best of class. I I think that's um, all the county commissioners and um, 
Uh, I know the constitutional officers. I think that's our favorite one. Seeing these amazing kids that we have out there um, is that just it's such a fun night. So that's my favorite. Um, We did the MLK Awards. You get to meet some really amazing people. The most touching to me was when I actually welcomed home a soldier uh, that that actually made me cry. That was just amazing to see that um, when we give medals to veterans, just to, I mean, to give a, these veterans who uh, fought for our country medals, that's just, they're all touching moments. If you said as far as, a, um, the mo- as far as um, shocking a bit was when I was at an event, it, I was, new to politics, but um, I had, you know, I guess um, done enough where I guess people can recognize. And I had a um, husband and wife come up to me and they just were so thankful to me for what I do. And they said they follow what I do. And that was in one way a little weird for me, but then it made me proud that I know I'm going in the right direction, that I can actually have people come up and tell me they're proud of me. (laughs) So I would say that was all the wonderful things that I enjoy about being an elected. There's a... um... I feel like one of the things that has happened, maybe, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a recent development um, or if it's something that has been, has occurred maybe over the course of the last, I don't know, five or six years, but there's a sense that there's just more people that want to be involved um, in, in our, in our towns, in our, in our neighborhoods, um, you know, doing volunteer work or, or serving. So as someone who has been involved um, and, and who has been able to have those moments because you, you have been involved, um, I'm curious to know, uh, what advice do you have for people who want to get involved and serve their communities? So I would get involved in any, um, your communities always offer a lot of clubs. So I would get involved in them. If you are looking to get into um, politics and be involved in your government, I would say um, join your local, whatever uh, party you're associated with, join that local club. I know they all, no matter what party, they always do wonderful things with um, serving others. And uh, so that's one thing that I did as soon as I knew I wanted to get involved in government. um, I went and joined a club that way. And then just keep you have to go to your council meetings. You have to know you can't complain if you don't know what's going on. That's what I said. Yeah. So go to your meetings, find out. And if there is something you don't like, you challenge, but you learn everything you know about it and then go challenge, but then talk about it and get a uh, resolution. Michelle, what's next for you? What should we be looking out for uh, in terms of your your service over over the next year? So uh, to be honest with you right now in the surrogate court, we're very busy. We're, we're going to be hopefully uh, reopening by appointment only in July. So I'm trying to make the office as safe as possible, making sure my staff feel safe. We're, uh, so it's been a really rough year for us because um, 
our our what we do didn't slow down. Unfortunately, it it uh, produced um, we got busier thirty five percent. So right now, my main focus has to be on this office. As far as um, my future for for me, um, I'd like to stay right where I am <laughs> and perform many many more weddings. I am hoping so. <laughs> Camden County Surrogate, Michelle Gentak Mayer. Thank you so much for joining me for the public. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I want to thank the surrogate for taking time out of her day to chat with me and for all she does for the people of Camden County. Thanks as always to Nicole for her help with the show and joining me from time to time for these little impromptu recorded chats. As for me, I'm grateful to have you back for the journey. Season 2 has much in store. We'll hear from public officials, beneficial businesses, nonprofits doing valuable work, and regular citizens and neighbors who decided to give some of their time to make our communities better. That brings us to the end of another episode. If you know of someone who's doing good in your community and you'd like us to know about it, visit us at forthepublicpod.com. Whether you get your podcast through Google, Spotify, Apple, or somewhere else. Good reviews are appreciated. They expose more listeners to the show. We certainly want to spread the good news as much as we possibly can. Until next time, everybody. Cheers, South Jersey.